Welcome to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host, I'm very good friend, he's Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight Australia, Season 10, Episode 4. Now, Chris, where would you like to start today? Well, Dave, we'll just start in order of the way it's gone, to be honest, this new episode. We get introduced to another new couple to start with. We've got two couples by the end of this episode but the first one Dave is Caitlin and Shannon now I've got to say Dave Shannon 30 year old he's a PT he's a single father uh, shows him like with his son's lovely hair Dave I've got to say it was one of the most outrageous uh, quiffs I've seen in a long time but (laughs) he has got the most dreamiest blue eyes I have ever seen Dave I'm not being funny even I'd marry him at the altar Dave if he was there them eyes we're piercing and a, a nice jawline as well. You know, my jawline's disappearing since since lockdown, Dave. It's becoming more rounded these days. But uh, no, yeah, I'm very impressed. I thought these two looked pretty good together. And she she just said she'd had a string of bad luck with men, hadn't she? You know, the usual stuff with this sort of scenario backdrop. But no, everything seemed pretty good. And I like his dad. His dad loved his dad. His dad's friend. <laughs> yeah, he said, I'm going to go speak to the mother. I'm, right, they're going to do an impression because you've been slate for your time. I'm going, I'm kind of going. <laughs> This fucking cockney. Oh, I'm gonna go and speak to them over there. And the fucking <laughs> on form. listeners, on just form. get your emails in. Yeah, on form. <laughs> on messages, whatever it is. <laughs> Again, he always says Mary Poppins. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so he, went, <laughs> he said he went, I'm gonna go speak to the mother over there, like to his wife. And she went, Why went? Because we want to speak to him and tell her how fucking stupid our kids are. And I was thinking Oh, I like this guy. He's not yeah. buying into this. So their wedding was pretty sweet. Everyone was laughing. It, it seemed like really put together well. He seemed quite honest. And I, yeah, I, I was all in on these two, Dave. I, don't, I didn't really see much that stood out to go, Oof, what's going on here? I'm sure we're going to get the bumps in the road down the line. But from what I saw, they seemed like quite a good uh, match for the change for the experts. Yeah. And if anyone's listening and wondering, is is Chris putting it on and over-exaggerating a bit when he's gushing about how dreamy Shannon is. I got it all in text message form because Chris watched it a little bit before uh, I did and and so said almost the exact same thing over text. Yeah. (laughs) But I have to say, I completely agree. And, you know, it reminds me of, um, I just want to say Craig David, (laughs) Daniel Craig. Yeah, uh, Daniel Craig has got those amazing piercing blue eyes, and Shannon has them as well. So, yeah, like you say, monstrous quiff. Um, not sure about that, but yeah, I'm with you. I think this is another one of those couples that okay, they might not work out, but actually, they they do look like a decent pairing, don't they? So, this is it's almost I'd say it's almost half and half of couples that you know, are just there for the comedy. You know, they're going to provide the drama and the, you know, the laughs for us. But then you've got the other half that are like, oh, okay, you know, they, they could stand a chance. I mean, chances are they won't, uh, you know, because once you're in amongst the drama and everything, it, it's, I can imagine it's really hard <laughs> to get a proper relationship in there. Yeah. But, um, that's not why we watch the show. So, yeah, no, I, I, for the moment, I'm all in on this couple, and and let's just see how they go. 
<laughs> well, just before we sort of move on, <laughs> you've got to say, Caitlin's mum, her lying that was caught on camera was basically, it can't be any worse than the dickhead she's dated before. So I was like, oh, well, it's, it's obviously <laughs> nice a low, low bar, bar there. Thank yeah. you, mum. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon doesn't have much to do. But then it was Shannon's line about, they would say, what do you think? Obviously, Dave asked him, what do you think of Caitlin? We don't hear the question. And he just goes, yeah, she's got a great rig on her. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I don't know whether that is the right, right terminology, but we'll go with that. And I did notice, Dave, that they sent him to the I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here hotel as well, of a Saturday hotel day. That's where they all stay when they're doing I'm a Celeb. Oh, so. is it? Right. Yeah, right. so I noticed I that straight away. Yeah, because I know she was saying, like, it feels like we're not – you know, we're not posh enough to be here, <laughs> you know, to breathe this Versace air. But um, no, they did all right there, didn't they? And I, I think it looks like a bloody nice hotel. <laughs> well, what was that? Was that, just, was that another Cockney accent, Dave? Or was that... <laughs> no, that was just me. Did I say that? Was that was that that? Accent <laughs> that wasn't intentional. <laughs> Calling was just... out your noble accent. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> bloody nice, mate. <laughs> Oh, it's Bonzo, mate. Um, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> I tell you what, Chris. Though, while we're being a bit gushing about the blokes, I think uh, the next couple that we get. So, Alyssa and Duncan. My word, Duncan's a, a dreamboat as well, isn't he? You know. So, yeah. I, I think uh, one of the experts said, you know, he's the most eligible bachelor there. You had. Um, uh, one of the wedding guests, someone on Alicia's side, who was saying, like, as soon as he walked down the aisle, I was going to jump up there and marry him. So, yeah, again, I... Uh, now, what do you think of um, Alicia's background, though? Because, obviously, she, she's, I guess, ex-Mormon, but, you know, essentially, uh, she, uh, her whole personality and everything, her, her whole value system has been shaped by this Mormon upbringing. Yeah, and, and obviously she mentioned that and the religious side of it. And it, it sounds, you know, obviously I, I don't really know that that religion personally. So I don't know what the upbringing is, but it seemed very strict. And then obviously she mentioned about her father coming out when she was 16 is gay. And, and that obviously had an effect on her, which you can completely understand. You know, it, it, she just seemed very nervous. Like she's a gamer. Um, I'll give her that. You know, she was talking and stuff. You know, it just, yeah, just... She just looked really, really sad, didn't she? And like, really, like she wants to find someone, and, and like she's just not. She's been browbeat, but it, again, Dave, why the hell would you come on this show if you've had such, you know, you such a, a life that you, is this something that's hopefully going to raise a profile? Is she going to elevate herself? Hopefully, but yeah, Duncan seemed a good guy. She seemed really nice as well. They, they were, actually, for once, the two couples were quite boring, Dave. It was. The ones that were already married that sort of made this episode. They were, they were, yeah, I was all in on these. I've got to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I guess did she look all sad and everything? I, I'm not sure. I mean, why would you come on to this show? Well, obviously, the cynicism says nowadays. You know, a lot of it, a lot of it is influencers or people want to who want to get into the influencer game and and live that sort of lifestyle. But I do think this is what I like about Married at First Sight. I do think you have some people who drink the Kool-Aid, you know, they, they kind of believe in the, the idea of what you would think this show is about, you know, just someone, you know, you've not had the best of luck yourself. So you put that 
choice into other people's hands. You know, it's a bit like having an arranged marriage, really, isn't it? <laughs> you know, yeah. but, um, you know and, and try that. And that, I'm guessing that she's more inclined that way. You know, she's kind of wanting to be set up, you know, because she hasn't had that much luck. And, and I suppose the trouble is, you know, when uh, you've done most of your growing up, really, you know, in terms of how your personality is going to develop, I think by the time you're, you're 16, uh, you know, and then from there, you're just experiencing different things. So, so it's into diminishing returns, like how much do you really change fundamentally who you are? So if you've missed out on all of that, and, you know, dating boys and, you know, talking about boys and all that sort of stuff, then, then it must it must feel fairly daunting. Well, I have to say, Chris, I mean, I hadn't thought about that up until, you know, we've just been speaking about it now. Because all I keep thinking is, well, my favorite fucking musical is The Book of Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. Absolutely love it. And um, one of the songs in there, in fact, one of the characters is uh is gay himself but but being a mormon he has to crush it you know he has to squeeze it down and uh pretend it's not there there's a whole song there's a whole routine called turn it off and uh so yeah i i, I just couldn't help but think of that to be honest <laughs> and i'm waiting well i i'm i'm watching this couple I, I, these are in these in the kind of i kind of hope they work out pile but I'm also uh, intrigued about some of the, you know, especially when they have to live together and stuff. Like, how is it really going to develop? And is some of that upbringing, some of those early lessons about dating that, that are missing, you know, is that going to come back to um, interfere with the relationship? Well, I, I think it will, Dave. And I think you, we know how maths goes. We, at the moment, we're like, well, these look safe. These look good. These look good something always, even if it's just one episode, something always is there to absolutely sort of question, should they be together? So I'm, I'm sort of, I'm confident these four seem quite happy and they may end up being like when the, the lunatic couples are just going crazy on maths, which they do at these dinner, but they may be the voice of reason, Dave, but you always get the clicks, don't you, where then all of a sudden you think a couple are nice, but one of them's nice, one of them's a dick. It's maths in at the end of the day. Like you say, they, they as much as I call the experts, and we're still on to the experts, because some of the shit they were peddling on this episode about how good they were and <laughs> fuck, it's fucking nonsense. Absolute shit. But I'll go with it for now, because I'm sure we're going to have plenty to say about the experts as we go on, Dave. Apparently, Johnny's standing no messing this series, Dave. But that rem- He did towards the end of the last series, but that remains to be seen, because there was some stuff they should have pulled up a long time ago. Well, let's put it this way. John at least holds them to account a lot more than Paul does, if you're listening, yeah. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and as Arnie said, I'll be back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still full of shit, though. I mean, the whole honesty box thing. Um, and and uh, John's like, yeah, the honesty box. This is the, you know, a staple of married at first sight. And it really helps couples understand each other better. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> You're just there with your big shit-stirring spoon, and you love the fucking drama, and we love the honesty box, because we know it does bring some couples together, but more often than not, it unveils some uncomfortable truths, but before we get onto that, I mean, Lyndall and Cameron, I mean, they seem to be still going quite well, don't they, and, you know... 
the whole honesty box thing there about, you know, does he have any fears? I, th- I can't remember exactly what the question was, but it was something like that. And, you know, it was brought up, you know, that he was nervous about the fact she said her, her initial life expectancy was, what, 32, I think? Yeah, yeah. So I think in everyday life, you know, let's say these two people just met and, like, hit it off. I mean, imagine going a while and not raising that topic, you know, from his side and actually admitting, I'm not sure I want to get so invested, you know, because the life I envisage with someone else is way more than the next five years. And it's fucking horrendous, obviously, for for you on your side. But I also need to protect myself, maybe. You know what I mean? It, yeah, yeah. That would be a natural thing to, to consider when you're so, so early. You've just literally met this person. So the fact that they could actually bring it up and talk about it, get it on the table, I thought was brilliant. And so, yeah, again, out of all the couples, I think I'm rooting for these the most. Yeah, and and ultimately, Dave, there was tears at that, you know, honesty box situation. But the next day, they both, you know, acknowledged that they slept together. Lyndall did it in a, you know, quite a respectful way. You know, had a great night and everything. But then, you know, Cam fucking went, I got a shag. It was like, oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Fucking come on. Better ways to say that, you know, the first night together and he's fucking boasting on, not boasting, but he's just his dialogue. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it seems to do the trick that that thing came together. And I think you're right. It's a question that <laughs> needs to be asked on it at the end of the day. It really does need to be asked. In their case, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, it, yeah. and it's, it's one of those, isn't it? Like the whole reason she came on the, the show and into the experiment is because she'd been holding back herself in her life. You know, I think she said she found out the news when she was 14, cried for, was it three or four days or something like that? You know, it must have been earth shattering. I can't even imagine how that must have felt. But then she's decided like, well, I can't get involved with anyone, you know, because I'm, I'm not here for that long. So so to have that kind of wonder drug that she's taken, to have that life expectancy, you know, pushed right out, it suddenly opened all of these doors. But, you know, with the partner, you know, Cameron, you, you're going to have to have those conversations as well because it's, it's going to be a natural fear, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is, Dave. It's a human nature. You would be. Because if you're going to commit to someone and fall in love with them, just for their health as well, but for, for yourself, you... you, you if you've been hurt in the past, you'd be like, I don't know whether I want to, you know, go down this route. So I think it, I think it was a great solution to be then. I know it's played out on screen, but no, it was good stuff. Now, another couple, Dave, who obviously did sow their oats is Bronte and Harrison. So we, we come back to the narcissistical prick that is Harrison. And he stood there talking away and, and sat there having a drink and, and a bit of wine. And he turns in and, he, and I'll, I'll quote his words. It's taking me fucking everything to not jump over the chair because he absolutely was thirsty for a bit of Bronte, Dave. The next day, they've slept together. What's Harrison do? 
not interested one bit. The chemistry's changed, apparently. Now, I read between the lines, it looked like he'd done a one-bam thank you, ma'am, Dave. It was actually <laughs> a 10-second special, and she said something like, I know he's... His best favorite sex position over what you know, whatever the the, the line was. But it, I just felt so sorry for her, and I love the reaction. She's like, "What? What?" <laughs> the camera. It's like he is definitely doing a, a grand crap, Dave. He's absolutely blagging it. The stories we've heard before. I've got a theory, and I'll wait till the end. I've got another theory about this as well, which which I think may play out. But at the moment, I'm buying everything that was said, and all, and how she forgive him. And we said this, didn't we, the other day? Like how she can forgive him so conveniently for this story about this this spawned fucking woman who wanted to be a bridesmaid. It's utter bollocks, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I sort of like, you, you've made your bed in it. Is she doing this, like you said, because of the show? I think so. But what a strange character he is. Yeah, and, and I want to know what happened in that night more yeah, than too. I think is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I am desperate to know. What was it? Was it, was it? was it? Was he just, you know, let's forego all the foreplay, straight down to it, 30 seconds later, it's all over. Or, uh, you know, the lines he said about knowing his favourite sex position, was he maybe a bit kinky? He's, he's lived a single life for a bit. Maybe, you know, maybe he'd be better paired up with Melissa, who, who we'll speak about in the outro. But, um, no, I don't know. I'm just desperate to find out. I'm hoping, you know, it'll come up in the, some conversations or, like, some, uh, maybe when they're on the sofa, you know, in the commitment ceremonies. But I just desperately want to know what actually happened because it made no sense. We saw it when he says about, you know, oh, it's taken me everything, you know, to not jump over the table. And they look good together, don't they? You know, they're both very good-looking people. And then sleep together and then... He doesn't even find her sexually attractive anymore. She says, she says there's just no chemistry at all. Now, Christ, there's bad shags, and then there's fucking this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she is understandably really upset. And, you know, talk about lack of any emotional intelligence whatsoever, because, you know, with the whole honesty box and stuff, he he's just, he's not getting it. Because she's reacting, because she's upset, because he says basically he doesn't fancy her, there's no sexual chemistry at all. And he's like, oh, she's acting like I've shouted at her or something. <laughs> and it's, it's like that. It's not that, you dick. <laughs> you just said something really hurtful. doesn't matter if you shouted it or whispered it. You know, it's still ultimately really fucking hurtful. So, yeah, I, I just... I, <laughs> I'm intrigued, Chris. Very intrigued. <laughs> what happened? I need what? to know. Why did you say in that word? Nobody was wanted... it. Was it too saucy, or was it not saucy enough, or was there not <laughs> enough warming up involved? You know, I, I need to know. Look, I'm with you. It was and fair play to her. She was very uh, respectful the way she delivered it. He didn't deserve the respect, if I'm being honest, Dave. No respect whatsoever. No. So, so. Let's see, let's see on that. But but I will say, Dave, so I thought this was like going to be the pinnacle of the episode. Yeah. And then we get Claire and Jesse. Now, Jesse has been really blunt. He's got the ick over the most ridiculous things. He's got, he's got a list as long as his fucking arm of what stuff makes, which basically it, every single person in the world, whether you're a man or woman, you're basically, you're going to give him the ick one way or the other. And they're on the honeymoon and, and he, he, he starts off quite well. He starts talking to... Claire about like he's opens up about his anxiety and everything, Dave. Which I do think this is all pinned on. I do think this is like 
he's either been hurt in the past or something, but he, he's definitely suffering with some sort of anxiety there, definitely. And, and I also think, to be fair, he, he may actually be on the spectrum because he's so blunt. And it was like, it, she said to him, well, what gives you the ick? And he went, no, no, I don't. Don't you know what? Go on. What gives you the hit? And he just fucking went, did he, Dave? <laughs> just like, well, you sort of asked him. You know he's quite direct. However, what a fucking bell end, Dave. I mean, what brilliant TV, but I just couldn't believe some of the shit he was saying. It was fucking brilliant. You know, Jesse is such a massive dick and a hurtful one at that. And Chris, I kind of love him. <laughs> <laughs> It's such comedy. I mean, what a twat. Because, like, it's got zero tact. I never even considered, like, is he on the spectrum? I, I don't know. But the fact that he went, you know, from this vulnerable conversation where he's, he's saying about, you know, all the things I am, you're those, but better and more. And, so, and someday you'll find out that you don't need me because you've already got everything. Yeah. I thought that was a really vulnerable type conversation to have but then when they got onto the things you know what what gives him the ick and then it's like oh i've got a list as long as you are but put star sign chicks <laughs> <That's the big laughs> one. you know basically lays into her but chris it's when he goes on about the random comments and um what, what, what he says now, he's saying about, oh, yeah, just, look at the sun. Oh, yeah. look at the sand. Oh, look at the sea. Oh, look at the, how, the, how the sun and the sand and the sea all melt together. <laughs> he's just like, fucking sure. Honestly, I was watching it, Chris, like, just just stop. Stop there. Stop there. Damage limitation. No, no, stop. Keep, and honestly, he just kept going. And I'm like, you fucking dick. But it was so good for the show. You know, it, it is so funny, and that's that's why I kind of love him, even though he's such a massive bellend. And and honestly, I I couldn't believe what he was doing. But you know, Chris, this is why I watch this shit. <laughs> it's for people like him. And you know, she was like, "Right, that's it. I've had enough. You're not my person. I'm done." Now I don't know what exactly was going on there because it's like right i'm going come on camera crew come and follow me <laughs> you know <laughs> watch me pack uh and you know there are probably you know it's a resort in it so there are multiple yeah. ways to the exit but i'm gonna go right past the restaurant where we were just eating so it's like oh fucking hell you know we'll see them next week without doubt so i don't know if she was being directed to go that way or whatever and he's just sat there like yeah, don't know. Don't know what I could have said any different. Could I yeah. have said it softer? No, I don't think so. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Someone needs to have a word with you. I'd, I'd like teach you about humans, you know, <laughs> because it doesn't seem like you've been on this earth for that long, you know. So, uh, yeah, Chris, it was brilliant. It, it, it was. It was one of those, though. Sorry, I, I know you can jump in there, but it's one of those where I'm like. Oh, for fuck's sake, only four episodes a week. I've got to wait till next week now. So, uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. It was excellent. You're so, you're so right. And I love what she said. Like, at the end, she says, I'm going to quote now. She put, he's close-minded. He's emotionally mature. He's not my person. I'm not wasting any more time. I don't need any experts to tell me that. That's not for me. And then, obviously, like you say, we've got the whole 
drama. We see it with selling, no, they remember selling Dave and then the, the wrestler, mm. the other guy, yeah, yeah, was yeah. it Anthony or something? I think it was Anthony. I think but, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they seemed brilliant at the wedding and then it, she fucking absolutely despised him, didn't she, all the way through, like hating every, any, everything about him. I don't know what he did. Him. I no. don't really see what he did that was wrong. Maybe he was just one of those who was very different off-camera to on-camera, but he seemed to come across quite well. And, yeah, I, th- I think she did have a habit, though, of rubbing people up the wrong way, didn't she? Because she was annoying the girls when she came back for the reunions and stuff. Yeah, she came back and just caused a load of shit, didn't she, with Olivia and stuff? Wait, she's not a bad thing, Dave. No, it's great. Really, yeah, I can't <laughs> argue with that. Well, I'll tell you what, Dave, I've got an early reality radar Axel prediction. So oh. we get a very, very small VT of the next couple of couples, and one of the couples that stands out is the girl, Melinda, the one who said, I'm a seven-figure uh, you know, businesswoman, drives a oh, Porsche, yeah. all this stuff. You know, she's got four businesses, all that, right? I think, because the guy she gets with, we see, see the thing, she's like, what the fuck's this? Like, who is yeah. he? He's not where I'm at. she said something like, it's horrible. He's, he's, he's definitely punching. Which punching, I thought was, that, yeah, it was a horrible thing to say. However, David, we've just seen Matt and fucking, you know, the baby speaker, what she called, who, who ended up cheating. Whitney. Uh, Whitney, get together. Reality Radar, episode four prediction, Harrison and Melinda, Dave, all get together. 100%. Yep. 100%. I think they, instead of putting maybe this guy who this Melinda's with, I don't know what his name is yet, but maybe putting him with um, Harrison, what's she called? His bloody girl, Harrison's Bronte. With. Bronte. Maybe he... Maybe they'd have a chance. I don't know. Maybe he's a bit. he looks a bit older, actually, but I don't know. But anyway completely the wrong people these are with. So I'm going with that prediction, Dave, down the road. And there's going to be a, a, a famous another gym fucking session or something like that. You know, some <laughs> bollocks fucking interview. So that's my prediction so far. No, I could definitely see that. Definitely see that. Um, so, uh, and the other couple, Chris, there was Melissa and her bloke. Oh, God, and he, had the, he had the fucking Toy Story pyjamas on. And she went, have you got a Woody? And he's like, well, I don't know what you mean. He's like, why would you put them together? Gonna... Oh, for our entertainment, Chris. <laughs> I know. It's but... fucking brilliant. I mean, it's just like... She, he just wasn't getting it at all. She was like, they were talking about the favourite Toy Story characters. And she was saying, well, mine's Woody. And she was like, why? why do you think that is? And he was like, no idea. I mean, I thought, Chris, she could have gone for Buzz. <laughs> well, yeah, Buzz and Woody Day, they work together, don't they? <laughs> but, um, Chris, I, I felt conflicted because I think that's going to be an absolute car crash. He looks like the 40-year-old virgin, to be honest, brought yeah, to does. life, doesn't he? Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I kind of like my comedy pyjamas as well, Chris. I've got a very nice pair of Grinch pyjamas that come out at Christmas. So, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I won't slam the guy just yet. Mind you, to be fair, I don't think I'd be wearing them on the, on the wedding night. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, uh, that's... Oh, that, I'm just hoping, like... Melissa, she'd said this thing about her fuckboys, hadn't she? You know, when... Uh, she wants someone older because, you know, the weekends are just for a fuckboys kind of thing. I, I just, I'm hoping more that her and Harrison get together, to be honest. 
<laughs> so let's see. Let's see. Yeah, let's but see. I, yeah, it's going to be messy, isn't it? I mean, we've seen enough. We've got a few couples that we're rooting for there, hoping they do quite well, have that connection, and it builds from there. But, yeah, the rest of it's going to be messy as fuck. And I can't bloody wait till next week now. I can't wait. It's been brilliant. So if you want to email us, guys, with anything you've seen on the show, cdrealitycast.gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at cdrealitycast. Please get over to patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast if you want to support us a little bit more. So today's roll call of honour is, and welcome to our newest Patreon, Fiona. So thank you, Fiona, for supporting us. So we've got Fiona, Cassie, Megan, Kate, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Joanna, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Lauren, Tracy, Lucky Lily Green, and Kent Gustafson. So thank you so much, guys. And as always, get up to Facebook. Please join up there. Loads of people are joining. We're nearly at 350, I said in the last episode. I just had a quick look. So we're getting there. We're get, getting up there. So thank you. Uh, 350, 450. Thank you so much for all your support. Awesome, mate. Well, thank you very much. I know we, we had to delay for a, a day or so, just time-wise and everything, but glad we got to record this one and get our thoughts together because, like I say, it's been a cracking start. I, I never like these week ones. Every episode has been on the very enjoyable end of the scale. So, yeah. I, I, and if it goes up from this, you know, there's, there's 35 Amazing. or 36 or something episodes to look forward to. Bring it on, sir. Bring it on. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> right, well, let's go and have a well-deserved day off, Dave. And uh, right. let, yeah, that, that does sound good. So thank you very much, sir. Thanks to everyone out there for listening to us. Thanks to everyone who supports us. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.